Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good to see you, Dr. Paul. We had a little bit of a break, huh? Oh, yeah. Did you have a nice nice Thanksgiving? Uh, Wonderful. And uh, I'm sort of glad to get back into routine again. But there was no news. Nothing was going on. Without our program out there, nobody knows what's happening. I have people call you, when are you guys going to report and tell us what's going on? So... But we're, we're back, and uh, there's always a problem. And guess who else is back? Who's that? A guy by the name of Fauci. Oh, the science. I thought we got rid of him. I thought he went on Social Security. <laughs> and he was gone. He was going to retire and just disappear. But the media's announced, and he was there. They say he's back. And he's now retired, but he's doing his favorite thing, getting on the Sunday morning talk shows. Yeah. And... Uh, and everybody rolls over, and they do exactly as he likes, and the, the agenda is out there. But it's, that part is scary. You know, uh, I, most people in this country sort of think they're, they're not paying much attention to it. We pay less attention to it because we don't have to look at so many people with masks on. Yeah. And, and we know there's a problem in, in China. Uh, and, and they're overdoing it, and they have more infections than anybody else, too. Yeah. But uh, Fauci is back, and he, he says the epidemic never ended. Wow. It's a continuing, hinting to, well, we might have to do social distancing. Mm. We might have to have masks yeah. again. I mean, he's uh, trying to scare us. Like, that is what they, that's what they live by, fright and fear and get people so that they have to resort to following the rules of government. I hope it's not quite as easy as it was two or three years ago, you know, when it started, how fast the people said, oh, yes, 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 we have to do it. We have to obey our government. They know what's best for us. And uh, finally, that eroded, and uh, most people straightened up. And yet, even the pain and suffering from that uh, isn't uh, fully known uh, about how many people are going to have side effects, not for a month or two from vaccinations and boosters, but maybe for a month or two or a year or two or yeah. five years. And uh, and getting that information now is not so easy. You know, they're, they're not as... Uh, when the numbers of, of infections going up, they had ways of fudging those. That was in the news every single day. Yeah. But now that there might be some problems... Uh, they, you don't have the information. So, but, but Fauci was uh, back home again and uh, the media was fawning over him. And uh, yet I think his uh, a little bell ringing, we better not let our guard down. <laughs> yeah, no, it really was like a time warp. I mean, I, it felt like I was back in 2022. He was all, he had all his makeup on. He looked, you know, his hair was all combed perfectly. His suit was, was perfectly fine. And I think the reminder that, that we need to take from this really is they will do it again because they can. And they can because no one's been punished for what they've done. And I think you see it right here. And let's put on this first um, picture. This is um, our friends over at Summit News. Steve Watson's the article that we are looking at via Zero Hedge. Video Fauci blames Trump for China's COVID cover-up. Uh, and that's the, the main theme that Summit News pointed on. But I was asking, you know, why... Uh, why is he back? You know, why is he now out? Because he was kind of keeping a little bit of a low profile. And here's something from the article, I think, that answers that question of why he's back. Finally, Fauci bragged that now that Republicans don't have control over the Senate, an investigation of him led by Rand Paul is, quote, not going to happen. Pretty smug, 
pretty arrogant. You can see that look on his face, Dr. Paul. We remember that arrogant, smug look on his face. But he reminds us he's not political. Let's listen to that first video clip of him reminding us of how he's not political. And I think we want 18 or so seconds from this first clip, if we can listen to that. He's assuring us, reminding us. They've clearly politicized it. You know, they say that I'd be, I'm not political at all, period. I've never been, and anybody who knows anything about me knows that that's the case. But it is very clear when people are running their campaigns mm-hmm. with an anti-Fauci element to it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, that's th- ridiculous, this Dr. Is a Paul. He's not political. <laughs> you know, he, he should apologize. That's what I think he needs. Everybody <laughs> has to apologize when they do these bad things. But I think he, I think he accidentally misspoken. <laughs> that he, uh, that he has never, uh, never been political, and uh, yet I think he's never been scientific. <laughs> I think that's what the country suffered from, and yet he was held in high esteem, you know, and. I guess, I guess uh, in America, if you uh, earn or pretend you're earning something, you get paid well, it's a sign that you're, you have some talent someplace. But uh, I don't think the fact that he's the richest bureaucrat ever in our history is a sign of anything that there's something wrong with our system if we reward, reward somebody like that. And this whole idea of, uh, of attacking on the status quo and attacking on personal liberties and also attacking science, you know, yeah. that is a really horrible thing, and it goes on. And then they, then they get mixed up in all this, uh, you know, blame Trump. Well, yeah, Trump's, Trump said something against the Chinese, like all most Republicans and Democrats. Both, so you yeah. have to say something against <laughs> the Chinese. So he said something against them. And Fauci now says, well, if he wouldn't have been picking on the Chinese, we could get along with them a lot better. They, yeah. they could be our friends, you know. We should be, we should be good, poli- I mean, good scientists and yeah. work together. <laughs> well, maybe if he hadn't funded the Chinese, we wouldn't have had a virus in the first place, there you know. You but um, let's, um, let's play that second clip because this is another thing that really felt like, again, two years ago. This is him urging people, go out and take those shots, take those shots. The same mantra, let's play that whole second video clip is this country ready for another pandemic and are we still in the one we have not uh, yeah. that we've been talking about well we certainly are still in it i think you just need to look at the numbers we're still having between three and four hundred deaths per day so i i think the idea that forget it this is over it isn't we're going into the winter right now we have the wherewithal to mitigate against another surge, it's up to us to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's the thing that's very frustrating, Chuck, among public health officials, including myself. We have an updated vaccine booster that we want to yeah. do, but the uptake of that is, is you know, less than 15%. It's some, somewhere between 11 and 15%. We've got to do better than that. Who is upset, Dr. Paul, that only 15% of those eligible have taken these boosters that he's <laughs> touting so much? <laughs> yeah. And he said, you know, over and over, they said, if you get the shot, you're not going to get as sick as if you didn't have it. They used to say, you're not going to get it. Of course, that was a lie. So they said, you're not going to get as sick. But the problem is, and this is something I noticed, you probably noticed over the weekend, and he would say, go get the shot, go get the shot. Well, put up this next clip, this next picture. This is from many, many news articles printed this uh, over the weekend. Uh, a milestone. Vaccinated people now make the majority of COVID deaths in the U.S. Well, that doesn't make sense because 
you're not supposed to get sick if you take it or as sick. I would say if you're dead, you're definitely as sick as other yeah. people. And when you look at uh, you know, documentaries like Died Suddenly, which came out, which even if one one hundredth of that is true, it would explain why people are not super keen on going ahead and taking Fauci's shot. But nevertheless, he's saying the same old mantra. He made one statement in, in that little clip there that he was sort of warning us we're going to have to you know, act again, but now we have their wherewithal, which means they're geared up for it. That was a practice run. And the suspicions that people have had about, you know, what really are they doing? They really uh, didn't have the proof that uh, people were going to be dying by the droves and that we had to have a vaccine that didn't work or maybe a vaccine that worked for them, but not for us, something like that. But they had the wherewithal, uh, and that's what we have to watch out for because their wherewithal is not what we think we should have. Well, remember just you know a year ago or two years ago as well, the whole mainstream media looked at Fauci. Can we please have a Thanksgiving dinner? No, I don't think so. You can't do that this year. You know, and he loved that. He's a megalomaniac. He's a psychotic. But here he is again. This is like a blast from the past, but it's not the past. Here's him telling everyone, this is the next video clip, here's him telling everyone, before you serve anyone turkey, you better take a test, you better test them, make sure they don't have it again. You know, it's, it's, it's just sick. Let's watch him say this again. The other thing that we, we don't want to forget about is testing. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do mostly with, with COVID. You said last time, test going in and test coming out. Exactly, and that's the point. So when you're when you're going to be congregate setting for family issues like Thanksgiving, like Christmas and the holidays, it just makes sense that if you're going to have people coming in, since the tests are widely available, you can get the result in 10 to 15 minutes. Test yourself before you congregate with people, particularly when you're having someone over for dinner, 5, 10, 15, 20 people. It's easy to do. The other thing that we... Test, test, test. You got to get those cases up. You know, you need a booster. You need a booster. I wonder if anybody makes profits over this type of thing. No, 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 no. It's public interest. Oh, you're you're just a you're you're just a nice guy. Don't want to blame them. (laughs) It does make you wonder, though, about the elections. And we're not getting get into this conspiracy here. But what would have happened if the Republicans had taken the Senate and someone like a Senator Paul or someone like that had started digging in? It does make you wonder when you look at the shenanigans that went on in Arizona, worse than shenanigans, that makes it sound innocent, at the very least, completely incompetent. But at the worst, you got to wonder because we're just a couple of seats shy of a Republican majority. And with the media all going after the individual that wants a fair count, uh, the people just want a fair count is what they want. But they're able to uh, win on that issue because right now, you, you know, politically, it's unpopular to say, you know, uh, they don't want <clears throat> the greatest crime you can commit now is suggesting that there might have been shenanigans in, in 2016. <laughs> you know, now they uh, in 2020 that they, 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 they think that if you do that, you you have to be totally out of your mind. But Fauci, he settles it for us. He's the guy that comes in. And he, he's the master at it, and yeah. uh, everybody's supposed to bow to him. Well, this last clip from this interview is the one that I'm going to say really gets me steamed, and I, I won't even say how mad I, I get when I hear this. But here is this woman, this so-called journalist, 
oh, Dr. Fauci, do you think we're going to need to close the schools again? Let's put that last. I think we're only going to play like 15 seconds or so of that, of this one here. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When, when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also effects. radioactive. <laughs> exactly. It's really funny. It's funny to him. Closing the schools, ruining these kids' lives, depression, suicide, went through the roof when they closed these schools, uh, learning disabilities, the kids are behind. It's just a joke for him. He, he thinks it's hilarious. See, and the consequence, you just bet you know, the kids get behind. They've lost a year, <coughs> and it's uh, really tough for a lot of them to get caught up, mainly because not every household has two parents there helping their kids yeah. to survive it all. And that, that, uh, is a, that's going to be felt for a long, long time. But uh, he thinks he thinks it's funny. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. Well, that's you know one thing that you can say now. Thanks for DeSantis and very late to the game Abbott and a few others. There are red states that I would say probably are not going to go along with it. So you're going to see more of a migration from these states that are shutting down if they close schools to these, and hopefully a migration of people to the Ron Paul <coughs> curriculum, uh, which is a great way to educate your kids at home. But you know, I was thinking Dr. Paul was at church yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine at church. Uh, we were mentioning uh, the worsening economic situation. We were talking about uh, uh, ForPatriots.com, uh, our sponsor of the program. And he said, you know, we really need to stock up. And that is true. We know we've got, we've got supply chain problems. We've got inflation through the roof, even if Biden won't admit it. But ForPatriots.com, the number ForPatriots.com, uh, is there with a lot of things that people need when they're looking at uncertainty, times of uncertainty. What's the number one you think you need when you're uncertain? You need to have food. You need to be able to feed your family. Uh, it's a great American company. They employ over 200 Americans. They give part of their profits to veterans. Uh, and they just provide delicious, easy-to-make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, we do have a code RON, R-O-N, for people to get 10% off their first order, and of course, free shipping for all orders over $97, and a great money-back guarantee if you don't like those delicious black bean burgers that we're looking at over there on the picture. 4Patriots.com, the number 4Patriots.com, code R-O-N, RON, for your discount. Dr. Paul, we're going to move on right. to more bad news, in a way, uh, but this has to do with House Republicans. Yes, and uh, their obsession with perpetual war, you, you know, and uh, they are reassuring the military-industrial complex that you can depend on us. We are going to continue to spend. And besides, it's uh, way too calm for us. Yes, a lot of people are getting killed, but I'll tell you, they want, they want action. So therefore, they want more action from the government of Ukraine which uh, probably doesn't exist. They were just patsies for the uh, NATO. But they said that they need, uh, <clears throat> they need to get those people in Ukraine uh, bombing Crimea. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now the argument comes up, uh, you, you, know, it, you know, sometimes little things add up. Like, you, like, like they thought the little thing, that bomb that hit, hit in Poland. You know, one bomb hits two, uh, a short distance from the border, yeah. and they were ready to blow up Russia. Yeah. You know, so this is this is uh, the same type of principle that they're dealing with, because uh, uh, isn't it true that uh, Russia thinks Crimea is theirs? 
And uh, they say, well, no, no, the world says it's, it belongs to Ukraine. So therefore, but uh, what we're planning or what uh, the chairman uh, wants to do is, uh, McCall's the chairman, is send them long distance uh, uh, weapons. They, the weapons they have right now doesn't uh, guarantee that they can hit, hit their targets in Crimea. So uh, <clears throat> they're, they're likely to get them, and that is just going to increase the danger again, uh, more so. It's dangerous enough now, but, but uh, it's, it's a move we don't need to do, and yet there are times when it's, when it's spoken in a correct manner. American people are sick and tired of sending more money to Ukraine. Well, think of it as money plus lives yeah. and peace. Because uh, the the, uh, the money is one thing, but it's secondary to the lives and peace. And there's, I imagine, there's a, quite a few innocent people that, you know, we paint everybody in Ukraine has to be 100% uh, for NATO, and which isn't true. And uh, th this is... This is the thing that has to be known to the American people. This is very dangerous and very costly. And uh, every time they go buy gasoline or go to grocery shopping, they ought to keep thinking about why prices are high. Yeah, prices are high. And let's put up that next clip. This is from friends at antiwar.com. Michael McCall, he's a Texas Republican. He looks to be poised to take over the, uh, the, the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. However, with Kevin McCarthy in charge, if he does indeed win speaker, I can't see anything standing in McCall's way. He is a super, super war hawk. Uh, he's bound to get us into World War III with what he's doing, but he's talking about we need to send long-range missiles to Ukraine. Forget about this kid's play. Forget about the high Mars. We need stuff that can hit Russia proper. And make no mistake, Crimea is considered to be Russia proper, but you alluded to this, Dr. Paul, this cockamamie logic that people like McCall have. Who, this should disqualify him from any office. Let's put up the next clip. This is from the antiwar.com article, and this is McCall's justification. He says, when asked if Ukrainian strikes on Crimea would incite Russia, McCall said the, the peninsula could be targeted since the U.S. doesn't recognize it as Russian. So we don't feel it's Russian, so therefore, by gosh, it's not Russian. Ukraine, fire away. Well, there are going to be a few air bases in Poland and Germany that are going to be smoking holes if they go ahead and do this. But yes. McCall just doesn't get it. And the people doing this are a little bit remote. There was a time when wars generally were fought in, in this country, especially with Vietnam, and world wars by uh, drafting people. And uh, th this is <coughs> the time when the argument can, can still be used in a way, is the people in Congress who vote for these wars and the spending and the endless wars, uh, you know, even if you had one, okay, you're going to go over there with troops. After five years, you have to go. I'd rather say, if you declare war or go there or vote for the first bombs to be dropped, that you have to uh, go yourself, put a uniform on and go over there and fight. But uh, that, that, that is the case. They don't have to, they, they don't have to go, you know, yeah. and just fight. Maybe, <laughs> well. Maybe they should be the first to go. Yeah. But you know, it's really sickening because this is the same neocon dominated Republican party that we've seen. They learn nothing from Bush Jr.'s attack on uh, Iraq. They learn nothing from Obama in Libya, et cetera, et cetera. They've learned nothing at all. Now, thankfully, there are a couple of Republican bright lights. And, 
you know, I have to confess, I didn't think that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was a serious person at first. Uh, she seemed a little bit comical and a little bit like a bomb thrower. She's really come across now as someone uh, who is, n is not afraid to take some very bold steps. Uh, and she has, of course, inter introduced a legislation requiring at least some accounting for the billions of dollars we spent. And I think she's been joined by uh, Gates, Gates from Florida and by, I, th I believe, our friend Thomas Massey, who's another trailblazer. There is a small faction of Republicans in there who are not Michael McCall's, who are not eager to have the world blown up. And I know, as you always say, Dr. Paul, it's easy to get discouraged that there's only a handful, but you can do a lot with a handful. And the time is now, I think, in my opinion, because you did it very successfully for that small group of Republicans to start testing the waters for some progressives, maybe, who might join uh, now that the House has gone Republican, might join together and find a way to, because as you know, anything bipartisan legislation gets more attention. They can do some things together, and I really do hope that will happen. You know, the, there's another issue that's coming up with this and whether they're going to pump more money and weapons in. Uh, because people, American citizens, and some Republicans and some Democrats are starting to think, well, either it's a good idea or it's a good political idea, is to have a little oversight. Where are these weapons going so often? I mean, it's almost all the time the weapons don't go, go into the hands of the, of the people who really believe in peace. Uh, they go into the hands, they go into the black market. And uh, that, that comes up, and McCall wasn't, wasn't against that. He said, yeah. Well, yeah, we probably should have a little oversight. And you know, you know that oversight, I, I think if there is a design for the way, let's say they have somebody on the surface as a bad guy, so you give some weapons over there, and all of a sudden you lose track of them. And a bad guy that we, uh, our policy wanted to help, you can't do it out in the open, so you send them to somebody that close by, that we give weapons to, and all of a sudden those weapons disappear and yeah. get in the hands. So there's a pretense of that. It, uh, some, uh, uh, some, the Democrats are going to vote uh, against, uh, you know, oversight because uh, they they think that would be a political uh, uh, attack on on the president. Yeah. So it gets to be political. It doesn't even have any sense. So I would say the best way to handle this is stop sending the weapons. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, I was thinking about this over the weekend, the military-industrial <coughs> complex is probably cheering the Russians on, even though they're the bad guys, because every time they send some HIMARS or some howitzers or whatever, the Russians just bomb them, and then they get to send more, make some more, send some more, this perpetual thing. So they're actually probably rooting for Russia. But our last uh, uh, story for the day, Dr. Paul, is something that I know shocks you. It's really shocked you to the core, and that is what's put up this next clip from our friend Jonathan Turley. Truly shocking. Uh, true Colors, January 6th staff lash out at Liz Cheney for allegedly burying parts of the investigation. Dr. Paul, Liz Cheney is accused of politicizing the January 6th committee. Oh, no. Can't believe it. Well, her career will be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she dipped a little bit of her last election, but, but still, she has... Uh, she has grandiose argument, you know, uh, plans. Yeah. She thinks she's the most important person in the world, and she wants to outdo everybody. And she said, well, you know what? If you don't treat me a little bit better, I'm going to run for president, and I'll mess up your elections. So uh, who, who knows what will happen? But that, that to me, is uh, the one thing here on the Republicans, on this Republicans, if they have a little bit of common sense, they might be able to 
flip that whole thing around, which has been the falsehoods dealing with J J January 6th. Yeah. You know, uh, there's so many stories coming out of the tragedies of people just barely sitting there looking and walking there doing nothing, going to prison for yeah. it without a trial. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just horrible what's happening. So she, uh, uh, she the, the, she's been, uh, you know, in, in the fray of this, but it's, it's, it's to me is a real tragedy, but the Republicans could do some checking. Check and find out what that pseudo kangaroo court was all about. Yeah. I mean, the people voted on already. They didn't believe a word and they didn't pay any attention, didn't listen to it. But they ought to go back it just say, uh, you know, what we needed, what were some of the questions, like the pipe, there was some report about pipe bombs. Yeah, pipe bomb like at the DNC headquarters. They never investigated. It's kind of a big deal. And uh, <laughs> did the Republicans get to see the videos, uh, the thousands of hours that the Democrats used and doctored up? Yeah. You know? And uh, also, uh, to me, one of, one of the most significant things uh, I think is the use of the FBI. Yeah, the FBI going in there and playing games, and I think that uh, that has gone, uh, you know, been ignored for so long. It's been around for a long time. The FBI and the CIA, they're they're uh, they're, they're institutions that I just can't stand because they're they're not protecting yeah. us. They're protecting the deep state, and I think they're part of the grand coup. Yeah, uh, they, that's the police force for the coup. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Turley's piece, and he, I think it's a Washington Post article that he quotes at length, but the complaint is, uh, and this is among the staff that staffed the January 6th committee, and let's put up that next clip because this is from the Post and this is a complaint. Several committee staff members were floored earlier this month when they were told that a draft report would focus almost entirely on Trump and the work of the committee's gold team excluding reams of other investigative work. And you suggested that earlier. So with Cheney's input and, and guidance, the whole January 6th committee is not about, well, why weren't the Capitol Hill police, why were they opening the doors? Why weren't they staffed up properly? Why weren't there proper barriers uh, if they knew there was gonna be problems? Uh, as you say, what might've happened with the pipe bomb? None of that, the final report is gonna be exclusively Trump, 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 and they're a little bit irritated at this. Yeah, so they're split now. They're sp they're split, and it looks like uh, Cheney doesn't know it yet, but I think she's uh, been further knocked down <laughs> because <laughs> she sold out with uh, you know a pretense that she was sort of with the Republicans on this, and and now she aligned herself with people that she shouldn't have aligned herself with yeah. because they weren't any more trustworthy. Yeah, and and now uh, now she's. Uh, She's, she's losing the credibility, but uh, it'll be interesting to see w when that is concluded. But I don't think she's, I don't think she personally is saying, oh, you know, I'm finished. I'm not doing too well in this political yeah. game. She, she has some, something else that she's going to make an effort. And there's a, somebody, there's another group that would like to use her. Yeah, too, yeah, that's it, that's exactly. What, that's what the Democrats were doing. Yeah. They were just using her. Yeah. Why should they be surprised that she was thinking about herself? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what, are, what are you supposed to do when you're in politics? <laughs> exactly. Well, let's look at that next clip because this is exactly what you're talking about. And the fact is she may be out of power soon, but she is still very dangerous. And this is an interesting point that Turley makes. Democrats over the past two years, uh, alternatively, some Democrats want Cheney to run for president, either to dog Donald Trump in the primary debates or to run as an independent to siphon off votes in the general election. Now, if you think about this, now, of course, she's not gonna win if she runs as an independent, but she is going to suck 
a lot of never Trump or Trump skeptical Republicans uh, onto her side to vote for her. The entire, virtually the entire uh, neocon contingent is going to vote for her. A lot of mainstream Republicans are going to look for an alternative. So even though she is roundly hated by pretty much everyone, she still has a lot of power to mess things up for Trump. You know, and there's a lot of uh, variables there, but I think you mentioned earlier the, the really big one. What if, uh, what if it is true that uh, the election process has been totally distorted and abused and there is no such thing as an honest election but that doesn't mean in every state and every problem it, it could mean that all you need is about three states to manipulate a, a whole nation and uh some people believe that that is a you know a possibility that that's what they'll do so that so we're up against not the, the thing that you have to remember i try to remind myself you're not up against people uh, in a logical way. Yeah. You, can't, you can't reason with people like this. And, uh, but uh, sometimes it takes a lot of time. You know, we tried our best to reason about uh, you know, the war against COVID and all the downside of that. But you know, in the end, uh, the people who use their reason, the great MDs and scientists that uh, uh, you know, counter, countered Fauci, uh, they're, they're looking pretty good now. But some of them haven't recovered from the loss of their jobs, their prestige, and their academic, academic uh, credentials that they had. Yeah, well, you know, to fix the voting problem, as you like to say, and it's a good saying, it's not complicated. Vote in person on the day of the election. Election day is election day, not election season or election week. Show an ID. If you have a good reason for not voting in person, you can request a mail ballot Every election, you have to request it separately with the reason, and that ballot must be postmarked by the day of the election to count. It's, as you say, it's not all that complicated to yeah, fix it. But uh, somebody benefits from the complication. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's a delayed. You'd think on this go around, I didn't think that we would read any stories about all the. The machines didn't work. It was closed down for four hours. And, and then all of a sudden there were delivery of bundles and bundles of votes. And they were mostly uh, on, on, on one side of the political spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it had happened to be, uh, I think some of those reports came out of Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I'm going to close by thanking our viewers for coming back to us uh, after a couple of days off. We appreciate it. Um, please uh, subscribe to us on Rumble. If you are, prefer YouTube, please subscribe to us there. If you're on Rumble, hit that plus sign and give us some rumbles. We appreciate all our chatters uh, who are with us pretty much every day. Um, and we hope that you will come see us tomorrow, Dr. Paul. Very good. I, too, want to thank our viewers for tuning in because... Uh, we are very happy when we have people viewing our programs. The other day, somebody came up to me and they say, you know, I really like tuning in on your program because I get some updates on news that I don't get elsewhere. And, you know, originally when we started the program, it wasn't, wasn't a pretense and we still don't pretend to be the news station because, you know, we are limited, but we can find out what the news is. and We like to make comments on it because everything else is... Uh, pretty much in place i mean you, we know that we know that you can't depend on uh, uh the truth coming up because the republicans and democrats disagree but if, of course they don't disagree on, on the big issue they're not going to attack spending or deficits or the federal reserve 
or war overseas, all these things, they're not going to. So it's a game they play to fool the people. And even the COVID thing <clears throat> is difficult uh, to sort out. But fortunately, there are differences that some people are aware of. And Daniel mentioned DeSantis, he, and he was able to, you know, uh, point out some of the disasters in COVID and, and make the corrections in some states. I do think that one, one thing that's going to happen with all this mess that we have will be the emphasis on the states. And, uh, and I like that, that people, people now, I think the founders were pretty ingenious about realizing, you know, if uh, one state's are taxing you to death, uh, you know, why don't you just move to another state? And some of that, some of that is happening. And I, I, think, I think that is very good. The trouble is that the federal government is too strong that they'll eventually figure out a way that if you're a good state and you take good care of other people and the people like it and people are there and they're productive, there'll be a way the government can come in there and confiscate from them in order to take, you know, increase the, the uh, benefits to the states that have ruined their uh, ruined their, their state and have uh, created their poverty and their lawlessness. So anyway, I think the uh, answers are out there. They've been around for a long time. They've argued about them for many, many years. Uh, we've had a big, a great opportunity in the last couple hundred years to experience and know what has made America great. But right now, I think there's a consensus, consensus growing about the concern is how much longer is this going to last? And it's up to us to do our very best to take the liberties that we still have and the freedom of speech that we still have to get out a message and try to convert people into believing that liberty is far superior to anything close to authoritarianism. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.